comes from uh, the first chapter of Matthew, starting in verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Oh, shalom. Welcome to my shop. I'm uh, Yosef Avi David. I'm from the line of David. I'm glad you've come to my carpenter shop. Oh, you say, what's the news? <laughs> oh, the news. The news is Hezekiah is a fat man. He broke his chair again. <laughs> I searched all over. I finally found a decent piece of cedar and hopefully... I can get it uh, to the place where either he can stop eating so much lamb or this chair will hold him. That's, that's the new. Oh, you're asking different news? Oh, yeah, different news. I, yeah, you've heard it, same as everyone else around here. You've heard the news. Um, Caesar's going to have another census. Yay. And this time, this time they say, uh, we've got to go back to our hometowns. And you know how Caesar is, so he's probably going to wait till the days get short. It's cold. And I have to go all the way from Nazareth to Bethlehem and take Mary. You ask me what the news is? Ah, the news. Oh, I see the look on your face. You're talking about a different kind of news. You're talking about the news that's all over town, aren't you? Yeah, the news. The news of Joseph's betrothed Mary being pregnant before the wedding. That news? That's the news you're talking about? What am I going to do? Let me tell you what I'm not going to do. I know one thing for sure. This baby's not mine, but I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to take her out in front of the public square and put her up against the wall and, and say she's an adulterer and therefore she needs to be punished. So so we and all the elders could stone her. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to expose her publicly any more than everyone's already seen. 
I'm not going to go to the synagogue and ask for a divorce either. I'm not going to dispose of her. She's way too valuable for that. Oh, come on. I'm a man, so of course I've heard the talk of the town. I've seen those old ladies look down their nose at me. I've heard the old men say, Oh, Joseph's got a little leavened bread in the oven. I know what people are saying. It it doesn't go past me, but I got to tell you, I'm completely at peace with all of it. I'm completely at peace. You look questionable. Let me tell you why I'm completely at peace. I've been talking to Angel. Oh, you didn't hear me? I've been talking to an angel. No, it's just water. I don't drink wine this early. I've been talking to an angel. I see the look on your face. You look like, you're, you look like you're, you're looking at me like I'm some sort of crazy billy goat. <clears throat> and I'll tell you what, when I first found out that Mary was pregnant, I thought like you're thinking. I thought immediately, what can I do? How can I just, you know, dispose of her quickly? How can I get a quick divorce and get away from this and, and, and move on with my life? But let me tell you, brother, something amazing happened. Not so long ago, an angel spoke to me. You believe in angels? Do you believe in angels? You know, like when Father Abraham was so desperately desiring a a, a son, do you believe the angel came and spoke to him and Sarah and said, even though you're an old man, even though you're a hundred years of age, even though you're that old, you're going to have a boy? I mean, we believe that. That's where our patriarch Isaac came from. Do you believe in angels? Abraham's grandson, Jacob, you know, his twin brother was chasing him down. Or at least that's what Jacob thought. He separated his herds, separated his wives. And he went out in the wilderness to to, to sleep by himself. He used a a rock to hold up his head. And in the middle of the night, he, he has this vision of angels coming down a stairway from heaven and back up. Do you believe in angels? That's the kind of angel I talk to. That's the kind of angel I talk to that makes me, you look at me like you're looking at me right now. I talk to an angel. And you know what? This angel told me three things. In a real short conversation. Now, I don't know the name of the angel. There's lots of angels, but this angel didn't tell me his name. The first thing he said to me is, this child's not yours, Joseph. I said, if anything there was that I knew, I knew that. I knew that that child wasn't mine. He says, no, no, no. It, it's, it's nobody's child. I said, do you mean nobody from around here? He says, no one. What do you mean? He says, it's a child of the Most High God. Mary has not been unfaithful to me. She's been so faithful that God deemed her able. And so the child within her told me, told me the angel has been placed there by the Holy Spirit, conceived by the Holy Spirit to be something very important and someone we all need so very, very desperately. He said, when the child is born, I'm to name him Jesus. Yes, I know what the name Jesus means. It means the Lord saves. It means that this boy is going to be the one who comes and and cancels our sins and, and ushers us Forgiveness and, and gives us grace. You ask me what the news is? 
That's the news that we're going to be freed from the bondage of sin, from all those things that keep us from, from being with our Father in heaven. My son, the boy in Mary, he's going to be Jesus. This is the son that all of our fathers yearn for. This is the son that, that David, the man of my line, our great king, this is the one he spoke forward of. It's what the prophets all told us about. I know, it's pretty overwhelming, isn't it? You still, friend, look at me like I'm very, very crazy, not just a little bit crazy. But I want to tell you one more thing about this angel visit I had. He told me another thing. You're going to name him Jesus, but all the world is going to know him as Emmanuel. All the world's going to know him as God with us. <clears throat> you know, I, I thought about it for a long, long time. And it makes perfect sense to us. You know, our fathers believed that God was with us. You know the scrolls. Remember Moses as he led the people out of Egypt, as he brought all of our people, how he walked with God, and God was in front of them showing himself in a pillar of smoke and fire. And then when the Israelites came behind us, that, that God then went behind them and moved the pillar and, and kept them safe there. God was with them. And when they needed to go through the sea, when all of Egypt encroached upon them, he opened the sea and blew it to dry land and they walked through. And then, of course, he dumped the water back on the Egyptians. God with us, Emmanuel. Don't you believe as you read the scrolls, when you think of the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those three men that were unwilling to bow to the evil king, Nebuchadnezzar, who said, bow down to my idol. And they said no, and so they said, to death you must go. And he heated that fire up, not, not one, not three, but seven times its normal heat. And when he threw, when his guards threw them into the fire, all of the guards perished because of the heat of the fire. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were unharmed. And when Nebuchadnezzar bent down and looked into that fire, he didn't see three men. He saw four. God with them. Emmanuel present. And don't you think that my father David, when he was standing in the shadow of Goliath, and when he called out, the Lord is with me and therefore I can slay you, and he picked up that rock and drove it straight into his skull, don't you believe that the Lord was with him? Emmanuel is coming. Oh, I know. I know it's been 400 years since we saw or heard anything from this God. I, I know that since Malachi put down his pen and stopped his prophecy that we haven't heard much from God. But see, what the angel told me is that now God is coming to be with us. He's coming in person through my Mary. He's coming in person through our Mary. And the angel made it clear that, that, that Yahweh, our God, is going to make his cause with us. He's going to stay with us. He's, he's coming to, to, to save us in person. And he's coming to stay with us in person. He's making his cause with us. This boy, this boy, the boy Mary has within her, is caring, will come to save, and he will come to stay. He will come to stay so he might share our griefs. He might share our burdens. He might 
help us and celebrate our joys with us. He's truly going to be Emmanuel. God has heard our pleas, the pleas of you and me and all of our fathers and mothers in the faith. Now you say, why us? Why me? (laughs) Exactly. You know me. I'm not the brightest candle on the menorah. I'm not. I barely could get through rabbinical school. I can't remember now all the prophecies of Isaiah. I can't remember all the words of Jeremiah. I can't quote from Habakkuk like I should be able to do. Why me? Because an angel talked to me. And he said it was me. Well, you might say, why Mary? I know she's just a girl of about 15 or so. Why her? Well, get this. With all this that I was going through, with all the talk around the town, with all the concerns of what I thought my life was going to be because of this this abhorrent thing, this disgraceful thing that had come in my life, when I explained to Mary what had happened to me, she said, I talked to an angel too. But she knows the name of the angel that talked to her. It was Gabriel. And as I told her we were to name the child Jesus and it was to be Emmanuel, God with us, she said, yes, and, and, and the angel had told her that he was the hope bringer. He was the prince of peace that is coming to all of us. But I still said what you would say. Why us? And all we can come up with is this. We must be necessary. We must be necessary to God's cause. We must be necessary to his work in the world that he would pick us, the likes. I mean, I'm a guy that makes chairs for fat men. I make money, I I eat it, I heat my house with it. I'm not a rich man, I'm not a learned man. My wife is a young girl. But we must be necessary. And Mary and I were at supper the other night, and, and as we dined, she said, Joseph, I've been praying And she said, I've come across this possibility, this alarming possibility that we might be able. We might be able to do what God has asked us to do. I'll tell you what. I'm supposed to be building this leg of a chair for this fat old man. I'll tell you what. My mind, it's been full of all these things. I I, I can't pound a nail. I can't think of what to do. So... I've had a lot of things to think, and because I'm not a learned man, I needed something simple to get my mind around. I thought, what is this all about? I mean, I've prayed daily. I've probably been to the synagogue more often than I normally go in the last little bit. So what is this all about? And I really just want to share three things with you that I think this is about. This first, I've come to believe that in all this angel voices and angel visions that God is really trying to communicate to me and through me and through Mary to the rest of the world and through this boy that's coming, that we have a God who saves. We have a God that knows our concerns. We, we have a God that knows our brokenness. And he's coming to save us. I mean, remember how much Torah we have read? We know the commands of Moses. We know all the things that we're supposed to do, and yet all we have to do is live by them. And yet the most difficult thing in all of our lives to do seems to be to live by them. So we need a God that saves us. We need a God that comes between our sins and us and draws us back to Yahweh, the great I am, 
our Father. We need a rescue. And not only do we need a rescue, and this, I've thought about this for a long time because I think something different is happening here through me than has ever happened in the world before. I believe by God telling us that he's going to fulfill the prophecy in Isaiah that a virgin will give birth to a son and that son will be known as Emmanuel, that God is going to stay with us. He's not going to be just with us for a little while, but he's going to stay with us forever. I saw this example the other day. You know, I was down by the pond. Maybe you saw this too. There was a little boy. He was out there trying to swim like the big kids. He started to drown. He's going to die. But one of the bigger boys, I don't know whose boy it was, jumped in and went over and grabbed him, pulled him up to the water, to the top of the water. But the little boy still wanted to swim some more. But his life had been saved by this boy. But the older boy, when he was out in the deep water with him, said, I've saved you. But the boy still wanted to learn how to swim. So the older boy stayed with him and swam with him. You see, I think in the deep pools of life, this is what God is telling us by sending us this son. He's going to save us. And then he's going to stay with us from now until forever. I know what the history of our people is, or so it seems. The history of our people seems to be that uh, God comes and then helps the people for a while, and then he goes. And then the people wander off. (laughs) I mean, that's our whole life history of Israelites, isn't it? We know what God wants us to do. He takes us to a place. He rescues us from this peril or that peril. And then he says, here's the world. Go, go live in it the way you're called to. Go live in it according to the scriptures. But our minds are wanton. We walk off. And sure enough, in a generation or two, the Lord comes back to save us. But he so far has not stayed with us, or so it feels. But in this boy that my Mary's carrying... He's saying he's come to stay. He not only comes to save, he's coming to stay no matter what. No matter what difficulties come upon us, no matter what difficult things happen, what causes us to tremble, he's staying. And then I I see you've got to go, and I can tell that you didn't come here to buy anything. So let me just tell you this last thing before you go. And as I pondered this, as I've been just kind of crippled from from doing my work because my mind is so filled with all of these things. I can't even find a way to file or sand or anything because I'm overwhelmed by this one thought that God is doing his work of salvation and he's doing his work of being present with us and he's deemed us necessary to his plan. He's picked us. Now, I know when you hear something like that, your reaction is the same as mine right off the bat. You're like, no, not me. It's like Moses. Remember Father Moses says, no, take Aaron. It's like my reaction too. It's like, I'm not able. I can't do it. Too hard. Too, too, too scary. Too whatever. But I got to tell you this. God's not making a mistake. God didn't make a mistake picking Mary. Didn't make a mistake picking me. And he's not making a mistake picking you. And he does pick you, you know. Our Father needs every single one of us, the great I Am, the great Yahweh, needs every one of us to listen to him, to believe what he's saying, and to faithfully be obedient to the words that he calls us to listen to. 
See, God is going to save the world because he made it. He spoke it into creation. You know the story of Genesis. He loves it so much that he's going to come and save it. And he's coming in a person that's coming through my Mary to live with us here on earth. Because he made the world and he loves it. And he's going to to make his place with us. He's going to stay with us for as long as from now until forever. And our job, and it's as simple as this, is to say yes. It's not harder than that. It's not easier. I always say it's an easy thing to say. Simple to say, but not easy to do. Because you see, I'm not getting any work done, so I'm just going to tell you this. Our job is to say yes to God. Because we're necessary for his plan. And we have the alarming possibility by his spirit that we're able to do what he's asked us to do. You ask me what the news is, my friend? Well, that's the news. Our God saves us. Our God's planning to stay with us. And our God calls us. I know that because an angel told me. And I hope you find these words trustworthy and true. Well, I got to go. Got to go help Mary pack. Angel told her to go meet her kinswoman, Elizabeth, in Judah. So when an angel and your wife tells you what to do, shalom, peace.